It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. What's crazy about this show is after the first four episodes, I was ready to rip the hell out of it. Then episode five happened and it changed the way I thought about the show. What's up? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode. And today we're going to talk about The Idol, HBO's latest show. And You know what's funny about this show is I initially thought it was going to be about a lifestyle of a pop star uh, similar to Britney Spears and similar to my newly released book that just came out today, Illustrious Solitude. Check it out now on Amazon. And it deals with a similar storyline as this, but after the first episode, it seemed like we were going that way as far as a superstar who was just basically you know, losing her mind or whatever. But what we got for majority of the season was torture porn and sexually driven scenes that I haven't seen on a TV show since the likes of Spartacus Gods of the Arena. I mean, it is just in freaking sane. So, I mean, there, of course, is a lot of people who are pushing back, a lot of people who are upset over this show, and, you know, rightfully so. I can understand certain parts of it. But uh, let me just give you a brief overview of what the season was about. The story follows Jocelyn, played by Lily Rose Depp, as a pop star not in control of her life and dealing with the death of her mother. So all this happened before the show started. And when it first starts, you can tell that she's a little out of her mind. Her mental state is basically shot. But her background dancer brings her to this club where she meets Tedros, played by The Weeknd. The mysterious Tedros works his way into Jocelyn's life rather quickly, pushing out all of Jocelyn's team and enticing her sexually while also bringing in his artists to her attention. So he has some sort of cult following for some reason with some of the most talented people you've ever seen. It's kind of crazy. Um, He even eventually moves his art artist and himself into Jocelyn's house, completely taking control of the seemingly vulnerable Jocelyn's, you know, mental state or whatever. And much of it was sexual, trauma-inducing porn scenes that turned a lot of people off, including me. I mean, it was just, there was just a lot going on in this show that was just giving some weird vibes. Um, Everything was going fine for Tedros anyway, until Jocelyn finds out it was Tedros who convinced the background dancer to lure the pop star to his club, and that's when things get interesting. To pay Tedros back, she sleeps with her old boyfriend, um, some dude who was a movie star in a superhero film. That's all they noted him as. Um, you know, they, they didn't say what <laughs> superhero he was, but he's a big star regardless. And then Jocelyn took all of Tedros' artists, leaving him you know, with nothing, basically telling him they're her artist now. And she became the villain real quick, even getting the background dancer who betrayed her essentially dropped from the label. 
After putting on a performance with her new artist, she's able to convince her label and team to continue with the tour, which was much in doubt before that because of her mental state. Her team celebrated ruining Tedros because they were against him from the beginning. When I talk about her team, I talk about her management, producer, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they celebrate ruining the guy. They basically leaked information to the press about Tedros. He ends up losing his club and everything. Only for the end to be surprised that Jocelyn invited him to the concert, professes her love for him in front of the crowd, and then pulling him closely and secretly telling him that he belongs to her now, basically doing a full change. And that was kind of the thing that just caught my attention. The first four episodes were kind of eh, but that fifth episode was just like, Wow. And I'm going to talk a little more about it here in just a second. Now, I normally give a show three episodes to impress me. And luckily for me that I'm not watching much right now. So I decided to go ahead and keep watching this show. Because if I would have based this off of three episodes, I probably wouldn't have continued watching it. If this was like one of my heavier times of year where I'm watching like five or six different shows then yeah, this one wouldn't have made the cut after the first three episodes. Um, I'm glad I was able to watch the fifth episode, which ended up being the final episode of the season, possibly of the series. And online, they were talking about how initially it was supposed to be six episodes, but I guess after some redoing of certain things and there were some scenes that have been rumored to be even worse than what we saw they cut a lot of things and cut it down to six episodes and a lot of people are saying behind scenes that oh no it was always supposed to be five and i'm calling bs on that and the reason i'm calling bs on that is because the way that it was filmed and it was shot i think a lot of the problems came because it seemed like it was a disjointed film or a disjointed storyline um, it just felt weird and I'm going to give a perfect example. So I don't know if people remember way back in the nineties, they had this movie called party girl. Now party girl has the distinction of being the first movie ever to premiere on the internet. Don't ask me why I know that it was just a weird type of movie. And this is set in that sort of type of way. I mean, I guess Euphoria was one of the guys who directed that, and I never saw Euphoria, but I've heard about it, uh, the sexualization and things like that, so I guess that's where they got this for, um, you know, for this show as well, and, you know, it was just kind of that weird vibe, and it's just, it was like a cult following, but it was sexy, it was these weird people around, and the supporting cast, I mean, they were okay, but I don't know. It was just something weird about this. Now, just because I like the how everything turned out and how the story concluded itself, this show by no means is a great show. I was just surprised on how Jocelyn took back charge in her life. She needed Tedros to regain control, you know, because she was spiraling out of control when we first meet her. But once she got there and learned about his betrayal, she, well, I guess you can't call it a betrayal because he basically planned this, you know, he was obsessed with this plan, I guess, to get all of his artists in front of her and just kind of getting 
her life to be basically part of his cult because in his cult, apparently he's God <laughs> for some reason, these artists flock around him. And if he can get Jocelyn to flock around him, she would be like the most powerful person in his little stable. So it wasn't necessarily a betrayal, but I guess, you know, she learned about his plans. She showed her vengeful side and she burned it down like King's Landing <laughs> uh, was burned down by Khaleesi with him being, you know, the King's Landing and everything he built was Tedros. So it was just a crazy, crazy show. And I don't know, I, I literally wasn't going to review this show until I watched the final episode because I think everything came full circle. So here's my thoughts on part of it with Jocelyn. Is this the real Jocelyn? Like, was she like this? Like the episode five Jocelyn, was this who she was prior to her mother dying? Or was this her finally letting all the past go and becoming who she truly was? Because I kind of got the sense at the beginning of the show that she never really had control of her life. She was this big pop star and you know everybody was riding on her because she just had the crowds she was a good singer this and that and they're pushing her through the limits but i have a sense that she never really was in control her mother passed and she was going through whatever and then we find out later in the show that her mother abused her and i don't know maybe this was her finally coming of age story in five episodes where now i'm the boss now i run things and Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I mean, it really got you to thinking like, you know, she just basically played this vulnerable person the entire series or the entire season. And all of a sudden, here comes this powerful woman at the end making her own decisions. She knows her team, her professional team is a bunch of people who screws her and doesn't really care for the most part, with the exception of a couple. And maybe she was getting back at them. She's also, you know, Tedros, he was shocked at the end that she would bring him on stage and profess her love to him. But then she makes sure that he knows that I'm in charge. You know, she makes sure that he knows that. And, you know, he's still kind of, he's lost himself. You know, this is the powerful Tedros, the man who manipulated his way. And he's just like... He's looking at her at a certain different light. So it was a real good ending to the story. And I think once you see the ending, it kind of gives a little more light into you know, you have a lot more questions to try to figure out like what in the hell actually happened in this show. It was, you know, it was remarkable. Now, as far as what I liked, the final episode was fire. The storyline came to a conclusion for the most part. I mean, there are a couple of plot holes left there, but I anticipated they thought they may have a second season, but with the public outcry, I don't know. But yeah, I thought the final episode, that's what really brought the story full circle and actually made it decent. You know, you start to understand a couple of things and it came out of nowhere and I enjoy seeing Jocelyn regain herself and show her true colors. Or like I said, did she evolve into this? We don't know, but it was just a total 180 of what we had seen of her throughout the entire series. 
Um, another thing I liked about this show was the music was off the chain. And I don't know if the actors were really singing these songs, but they killed it. I think there was one, I can't think, the one who played Chloe, I can't think of her real name right now. But she was definitely a standout, and I believe she's an actual singer. I don't know about the uh, sexy Targaryen dude, <laughs> and I'm not calling him that. That's what they called him in the show. I thought it was funny. But I don't know if everybody else on the show was singing. I think they probably were all singers, and that would explain why they aren't the best actors. But the music that they produced for this was actually pretty good. And I think the girl, Chloe, she's the one who stood out the most. Lily Rose Depp, she was decent in her role, and so was The Weeknd, although neither one of them would win an acting award for this. Uh, their supporting cast, I think, was pretty cool, too. Now, like I said, if those singers were actually the ones really singing in the show, then they'll go up a notch as far as their talent-wise. But I know that uh, Lily, <laughs> if I'm Johnny Depp, and this is my daughter's first breakout role i don't know if i would watch this because she was naked basically majority of the show not well not naked basically she well yeah i guess you can't say she was naked a lot of the time but yeah I, if i'm a father i would not want to watch my daughter in this show because that is ugh. i mean she really brought it and i don't know if she just felt the need that she had to do this or was she really into it you know because a lot of times when you get your first role you basically get what you can take and you have to basically succumb to certain things but yeah this was just i don't know i don't know if i could do that now speaking of the supporting cast divine joy randolph playing jocelyn's manager was good in this she showed her acting chops she genuinely seemed menacing when threatening Tedros in the final episode and is pretty much a joy to see on the screen especially when she's interacting with Hank Azaria's character so there were some legitimate acting you know actors in this but again is this going to win any awards for acting I did not you know I doubt it <laughs> I don't think that anybody in this show or this show will be guarded for anything they may pop it for a Razzie or two but as far as, you know, a Shakespearean effort, you're not going to get that here. And you shouldn't expect that anyway. Now, on to the things that I didn't like. And we're going to start with torture porn. Tedros and his cult following were just weird. And I didn't find any of it entertaining. I mean, I understand they had to do this for storyline purposes. But could you just kind of leave something to the imagination here? Um, you know, there was a scene where Jocelyn was performing... And, he, and Tedros wanted to motivate her by having sex with her while she sang in front of everyone in the house. It was dirty and uncomfortable. It was just one of the scenes that just went too far. One of the many scenes, actually, that just went too far. I just don't understand why they had to go this route in certain things. And then watching Jocelyn being led around by Tedros just sucked, too. And I, again, I know it's part of the arc. But it seemed that she wouldn't let a complete stranger take her over so quickly like that. It was too fast, and I guess they had to rush it because of the five-episode limit. But it just was unbelievable that somebody who was as big of a star as she would would let this complete stranger move into her house and take over her life, taking over her schedule and everything. I mean, he was just in there taking control of everything and it just happened a little too fast for me and maybe she was just at that point where anybody could just jump in there and just 
you know, kind of sway her one way or another. But I just find that to be a little, you know, it was a little rushed in my opinion. Uh, Jocelyn's friend being mistreated throughout the show as well is another thing that I didn't care for. Now, her friend Leia is the one person who truly cares about her. Well, not the only one, but the one who's closest to her and the one who is trying to help her friend out throughout the show by not only telling you know, her about Tedros and his cult, but trying to basically protect Jocelyn from herself as well. And in the finale, she left, which I was proud of, but I would like to have seen Jocelyn's reaction to the letter that she left because throughout the entire show, she's trying to say things and she keeps getting cut off. And I hate, hate, hate that cliche, you know, where somebody's trying to tell somebody important, but they keep getting cut off. I think Krusty the Clown did it better <laughs> on The Simpsons where they kept trying to tell him something. He kept cutting them off. And then he says, I don't want to hear the end of any sentences. That is what they were doing in this. Like Jocelyn would not listen to this girl. Nobody will listen to this girl. She's sitting here trying to get, you know, explain what's going on, but nobody won't listen to her. And it was just... It was annoying because I'm just waiting for her to kind of step up and maybe she doesn't have that personality and I get it. But, you know, just I hate when shows and movies do that, where there's a character who has something to say. They're trying to explain something to another character, but keep getting cut off. It is annoying to me. It really is. And I hated that part for her. But I was happy that Leia finally got the balls at the end to just finally leave. Because I would have at this point, like, bro, I tried to stop you from certain things. I tried to warn you about Tedris. I tried to warn you that your boyfriend was set up um, being accused of rape and everything. She didn't want, Jocelyn didn't want to listen to any of it. It was just crazy. Like, what's the point of being a friend if your friend isn't going to listen? You know what I'm saying? Speaking of a Jocelyn friend, Xander, I did not like the character at all. And the reason I didn't like the character, there's a part in the show where Tedros ties a shock collar around his neck and basically tortures him. And even at the end of the show, he is still loyal to Tedros. And I can kind of understand maybe they're saying that he was brainwashed by the whole situation. But as soon as I see Tedris losing power in the house, which you kind of see with Jocelyn starts to kind of cut him off and, and telling him basically, why are you still here? You can leave. These artists are mine now. Not giving him the attention, basically taking the power back from Tedris. Why would Xander still be loyal to this idiot? I just don't care. Maybe Tedris is the one who got him to sing again, and maybe he's appreciative of that. But, bruh, you put a shock collar around my neck and tortured me in front of people. It was like the second you lose any type of power, I'm selling you out because he's the one that took the pictures of Jaws's old boyfriend with the girl sitting on his lap that's accusing him of rape. He's basically set that up. That was all Tetris that put that in motion. And, you know, the second he starts to lose power, the second that he's kicked out, I would have sold him out quickly. Now, who knows? Maybe he didn't want to do that because, you know, Jocelyn would probably go off on him, too. But, yeah, that character was just annoying. I just didn't get the whole point behind him still being loyal to this idiot. Overall, the show paid off at the end, but you have to sit through some twisted sexual stuff just to get there. I highly doubt this gets a season two with all the complaints, but hey, they're bringing back Velma and that outcry of that show was 
worse than this one. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a season two of it. And if we do get a season two, I'd like to see what happened with Leia after she left her friend. I want to see how Tedros is reacting, being controlled by Jocelyn, because now he's basically the script is uh, flipped between the two. So how would he react to that? He's an alpha male. He doesn't look like a type of person that would just sit there and just like, okay, I'm just going to deal with this and just become, you know, submit to the more powerful Jocelyn. I just don't see that. And I also want to find out how our team is reacting with the revelation of Joss and Tedros now public relationship and what's to become of his cult following artists. Are they going to go back to him or are they powerful enough now where they don't need him? I mean, there's a lot of plot holes and questions that needed to be answered and we may not get that because of the torture porn. And the problem is if you bring it back, that means you're going to do the same thing with more torture porn. And I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that. I think that's a bit much, but it is what it is. So that's my thoughts on The Idol. It was pretty much a, it was a, a, a trash first, let's say three and a half episodes. And then the last one and a half episode was awesome. That's all I can say. So if you average it out, maybe it's a meh. That's my ranking for it. So, man, so if you watch it, cool. If you don't watch it, you're not really missing much. But I just liked how they took the storyline that was just really just going nowhere and just kind of showed this reverse pivot at the end. And we get to see Jocelyn in full power. So it was interesting. So did you like it? Do you think it's crazy? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you want to check out any of my creative work, Hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. And like I mentioned earlier, Illustrious Solitude has dropped, and it is a similar storyline. Now, it doesn't have no, no, no uh, torture porn or anything like that, but it is a storyline of a pop star diva who has basically money, power, and everything like that, but she is still struggling with some traumatic things from her past and she must choose to continue to basically be angry at the world or to choose love from her new publicist it's real cool so if you like this and you don't want to watch any of the revenge porn that <laughs> comes with this check out illustrious solitude i'm sure that you're going to actually enjoy it it's your boy enigma signing out y'all deuces that's my thing